Hello, welcome to Hope Stream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. My name is Pastor Solomon Odinyebuchi Okono. The topic of this week's lesson is Waging Peace. The memory text is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 to 17. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Please pray with me. Almighty Father, thank you for the opportunity we have to study your Word today. Dear Lord, grant us your Holy Spirit to lead us into your Word and bless us again in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ancient armies placed great importance on military armor because it was very important in safeguarding soldiers on the battlefield. Various types of armor, such as bronze or iron breastplates, helmets and shields, were used to protect soldiers from enemy weapons like swords, spears and arrows. In many ancient armies, failing to wear military armor was considered a grave offense as it not only endangered the individual soldier, but also jeopardized the overall effectiveness of the army in battle. The good thing is that individual soldiers did not need to spend their own money to use the armor. They were provided for free by the army. All the soldier needed to do was just to walk into the armory by permission and gear up any of the armors. In today's lesson, Paul, the great missionary apostle, imagines Christians as soldiers of a great army, the church. And as with the army, he calls our attention to the importance of gearing up our spiritual armor. Also, as with the army, God has made available through Christ every spiritual armor we need. Now, all we need to do is just to reach out to the spiritual armory of God and safeguard ourselves against the attacking side. The church, a unified army. Soldiers in ancient armies took upon themselves the responsibility for safeguarding and defending one another, thereby creating a sense of mutual reliance. This collective defense strategy fostered trust among comrades, motivated soldiers to fight courageously, protected fellow warriors on the battlefield. The success of ancient armies often hinged on the strength of these bonds and the willingness of soldiers to defend and shield one another from harm. Victory in Greek and Roman warfare was dependent on the cooperation of the soldiers in a military unit and especially in their support for one another in the heat of battle. Daring to fight alone was seen as barbaric and was a sure way to individual defeat and collective doom. Paul's counsel in Ephesians 6 are to remind us that the church has not come into battle with Satan as individuals but as an army. Paul meant to teach that a great controversy though affects each one of us individually but in order for us to survive the attacks of Satan, we must be studying together 
We must be praying for one another. We must be watching one another's backs. Each one encouraging each one because the weakness of one will certainly affect the entire team, the church, which is the body of Christ. Ephesians 1, 22-23 Ephesians 4, verses 1-6 to In what ways are you working together with others in the great controversy in order to help one another in the struggle against evil in whatever form it comes? belt and breastplate Ephesians 2 verse 8 for by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God this entire lesson is a call for believers to put on the armor of God while involved in the great controversy Paul imagines a typical Roman soldier kitted for battle with various armors all over his body Paul counsels that believers should suit up in spiritual armor just as Roman legionnaire. He likens military armor to righteousness, the gospel of peace, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, truth, and salvation. All of these, except truth and salvation, come by hard work, but truth and salvation are gifts from God. Truth is not the believer's own. It is a gift of God. Ephesians 2 verse 8 Although truth and salvation are God's gifts, we still need to take action to assess these gifts. We are to put on God's truth. We are to experience and use these divine gifts. Just as the body armor used by soldiers in Paul's day protected the user's vital body parts from the blows and thrusts of the enemy, in this same way, Paul calls all believers to experience the spiritual protection which God offers to all his children. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, and Ephesians 5, verse 9, he relates righteousness to treating others justly and well, especially fellow members of God's church. What can you do differently from today to begin to treat others justly? Shoe, the church wages war. In many Middle Eastern and Asian cultures, it is customary to remove one's shoes before entering a home or a sacred place, such as a mosque or a temple. This practice is a sign of respect, cleanliness, and humility. Removing one's shoes signifies leaving the dirt and impurity of the outside world behind and entering into the space of peace and sanctity. In the Bible, shoes or feet also symbolize peace or good tidings. Isaiah writes in Isaiah chapter 52 verse 7, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that brings good tidings, that publishes peace. A Roman soldier going for battle would wear a pair of solid military sandals, which was rugged enough to allow the soldier hold his ground in the battlefield. Ephesians 6 verse 11, Ephesians 13 verse 14. With the sandals also, the soldier ran home to bring good tidings of victory of God's people. Isaiah 52 verse 7. 
But why do we have to link military battle with peace? Isn't this contradictory? Well, Christ's victory over Satan, which he brought on the cross of Calvary, and which brought us peace, was the greatest battle of all time. We too, in search of final victory, are in battle, the great controversy. We can't discuss peace without spiritual battles. But the good news is that Christ has already won the battle for us and has granted us peace. All that remains is for us to accept the victory through Jesus Christ. Keep in mind that Paul does not call us to be in conflict with our fellow believers. We are in a battle with Satan, and this battle is for life until Jesus returns, but never against one another. We are called rather to be united, to speak to one another with a defined speech, and to be tender-hearted one to the other. Ephesians 4, verses 25 to 26. We are called to be a church that wages peace, that pursues peace at all costs. What have you personally done in the past? And what are you doing right now to encourage peace in your church and your neighborhood? How can you help others to adopt a life of peace that promotes unity? Please discuss your answer with someone. Shield, helmet, and sword. Ephesians 6, 16-17 In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you will extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. One ancient military tactic was to soak sheaths in water and to use them around the chest and parts of the body to quench the fire or heat of arrows which had been roasted in fire. This was the analogy Paul drew when he wrote that with faith believers should quench the fairy darts of Satan. Paul's description of the shield of faith reflects the Old Testament use of the shield as a symbol of God who protects his people. Genesis 15 verse 1 to take up the shield of faith, as we find in Ephesians 6 verse 16, is to enter the cosmic battle with confidence in God, because he fights on behalf of believers. Ephesians 6 verse 10. And he also supplies believers with weaponry. Ephesians 6, 11 to 13. He also ensures victory. Also, the Roman battle helmet made of bronze or iron protected the head, neck, ear, and cheeks from being hit by weapons. So the helmet of salvation, as we see in Ephesians 6 verse 17, symbolizes the present salvation which believers experience in solidarity with the resurrected and ascended and exalted Christ. Ephesians 2, 6 to 10. To put on the helmet of salvation means never to be afraid of spiritual powers that are common in our time, but to trust in the supreme power of Christ. Ephesians 1, verses 15 to 23. Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. The final weapon is the sword of the Spirit, which is the sword of God. Ephesians 6, 17. 
It is the believer's sword supplied by the Holy Spirit. It represents the promises of God that he is leading the battle for us against Satan and that victory is assured. How much of God's promises do you claim for yourself? Why not review God's promises in his word today and fill up your heart with his promises instead of filling up your heart with fear? Practicing battlefield prayer. Ephesians 6 verse 18 And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the lost people. Paul concludes this week's lesson with a strong plea to believers to be active in prayer. Prayer is not just another weapon. It's an integral part of every weapon of the Christian's warfare. In other words, the Christian should pray while exhibiting faith. Pray while reading the word. Pray while pursuing righteousness. Pray while seeking the truth of the Bible. Pray before the battle begins. Pray while the battle is raging hard. And pray while on break. We find a strong example of what believers should be doing when confronted with battles in the life and leadership of Jehoshaphat. In 2 Corinthians chapter 20, Verse 18, when there was a great battle against Judah, King Jehoshaphat led all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to God. They fell down before God and worshipped the Lord and prayed. So Paul's counsel to believers is to participate in fervent, urgent and perseverant prayer for all saints and always. Ephesians 6 Verse 18. In conclusion, the church must put on the whole armor of God if it must be successful in its battle against the powers of evil. It must practice dependence on God through spirit-inspired prayer. Earnest, persevering prayer provides opportunity for us to listen carefully to these promises, to celebrate them, and to thank God for the resources of His grace. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us again this day with your word. Teach us how to practice all that we have studied this day. And bless us according to your promises. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for studying with me again on Hope Stream FM. Please feel free to reach out to me with your questions and contributions on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.